0: On this episode of Red Bull Weekly, we catch up with one of the best stories during this 2021 season. New York Red Bull 2 midfielder Kyle Zietz joins us to talk about his road back after injury and time within the Red Bull organization. This is Matt Harmon, along with my partner Connor Laid. It's time for another episode of our podcast series, Red Bulls Weekly. Thanks, as always, for joining us. be back with you here it's another episode of red bulls weekly on the mls side next game coming up later on tonight fc cincinnati in town to take on the new york red bulls we're going to spend some time and go outside the box a little bit uh looking forward to catching up with on the new york red bull two side of things kyle zayat's midfielder had that long injury working his way back saw the field in the early part of july connor uh, as I say, good afternoon to you, my friend. It's it's good to be back here, and I'm and I'm really looking forward to this because it gives us a chance, as we usually focus on the MLS side of things. Always remembering that the Red Bull organization and story is so deep. The academy, the USL team, the U23 side, obviously in Major League Soccer. Um, and, and and I think before we even bring him on, Kyle is is a guy. I say, kid, he's a guy that now in a couple years in as a professional coming back from injury really does in, in a lot of ways um, exemplify what it is to be a Red Bull player.
1: Absolutely. Uh, again, good to be back with you, Matt. And I think, you no, know, really, if I had to pick a, a, one of my favorite all-time RB2 players, I think Kyle is on that list. Um, you know, I think he's a player who who lives, you know, breathes this club I and mean, he's been around it since uh, since he was a young player. Um, you know, he's played in the academy, he's uh, come up, played, I, uh, I think we'll talk a little bit about him, I think he played in that first ever Red Bull 2 game, so he's been around this club since the beginning, and uh, I'm really excited to talk to him today, and obviously he's had a long road back from injury, and we're all devastated when he went down because he was going to be such a big part of that team last year, and I know he's working really hard to get back, uh, and we're thrilled to see him back on the field, but you know he's a player, he's so intelligent and you know he he knows exactly uh what he brings to the field he's you know you know what you're gonna get out of him every training session every game you know he's gonna work hard put his head down put the team first and you know he's had uh you know a really great trajectory in this club and i know john wolanek trusts him probably more than anyone in that locker room and he's such a bright spot for this club and we're really excited to talk to him today
0: Yeah, five years within the academy, a four-year starter at Georgetown, and really, Connor, as you say, and I think you say it perfectly, he was on such an upswing last year. He had just worn the captain's armband against Hartford in July of 2020, and then at the end part of the month, a uh, season-ending injury in a game against Pittsburgh, and he works his way back over the course, essentially, of, of 12 months and I know you can sympathize with that because you had an injury issue where essentially you missed the better part of an entire season. It's not an easy road, no matter what the injury. But if you know it's going to be something long term, you know, it's not like, oh, I you know pulled, pulled my quad. I'll be back in three weeks, maybe a month. Yeah, you might have a couple of little issues. but But over the course of an entire year, that is a very, very difficult journey for any athlete.
1: Absolutely. And I I really sympathize with Kyle because I feel like a lot of uh, our careers have a lot of similarities to them. And, you know, both went to college for four years before turning professional and, you know, both having to overcome big injuries. And he's a type of guy that I've, you know, had checked in with, uh, you know, because you really sympathize for him because I, you know, like him, I feel like I was at you know, probably one of the, the pivotal points of my career where I was really on the upslope. I feel like I was playing really well. And then to go down with an injury, it's, it's devastating. And, but he's the type of guy that, you know, you're not going to have to worry about, uh, you know, because he's got such a good head on his shoulders. Um, he, he's going to be diligent with his recovery. He's going to work hard in rehab and we can see, you know, the proof is in the pudding. He put himself in a good spot to get back on the field this year. And, uh, again, we're thrilled to see him there, but I think, uh, you know he, even though he wasn't on the field, he was such a huge part of this club, mentoring these young players. He was in and around the facility, talking to John Wilneck at the beginning of the year. He said, even though Kyle isn't on the field, he's still having such an impact for this team. And you know what you're going to get from him, and that's, you know, a, a great guy to wear the uh, to wear the armband and a great guy uh, to be a representative of this club. And how the-
0: often, Connor, how often did you talk to him during the course of last year? Because, you know, I, I, I see you now in your position as someone who who does a lot of different roles within the club, but still so connected to players and guys that you, you know, I mean, listen, Kyle, as you said, Kyle's been around for a long time. You'd cross each other in the locker room. You were trained together on certain days when he was pulled up with the MLS side. Every once in a while, an MLS guy goes down and plays with the USL guy. So you you know each other. And as you said, there's parallels between your two career. How often did you did you touch base, talk to him during the course of the last 12 months?
1: Yeah, we, I'd make sure to check in on him, uh, you know, it may, make sure it wasn't too long before, uh, you know, making sure I'm checking in on how his recovery was going. You know, he was checking in with me as well. I made sure that he always had an open line of communication. And, you know, he probably, I don't know if he wants me to say it or not, but he was even talking to me in the offseason about, you know, looking at things in the front office and trying to maybe do a little couple internships and try to figure out, maybe setting himself up for when that career is over trying to figure out what he wants to do. And he's, like I said, he's such a mature kid, you know, 24 years old. He's still such a young player as well. And you, you don't seem that way because one, he's been around the club for so long. You think he's, he might as well be 28, 29, 30 years old, but he's still such a young player and so, has so many great years of playing ahead of him. But he, you can tell, he just lives and breathes this club. And, you know, when guys are, you know, taking their rests and maybe going on vacations he's looking what can i do to be productive during this recovery time and put my time to the best use and so yeah i i can't say enough good things about kyle zayats and uh you know he's got a bright future in the in this club ahead of him and you know on the field off the field and really excited to talk to him today
0: Red Bulls Weekly brought to you by our good friends at the New Jersey Institute of Technology (NJIT) with Connor on Matt Harmon, Kyle Zayat's coming up to talk with us uh, in just a couple of minutes. One more Connor before we take a break, and then bring Kyle on. As much as you probably see eye to eye, I mean St. John's and Georgetown—that's that's not usually a very good mix of players.
1: You know, that's that's the fun parallels. I think it's similarities as well, and you know, I'm there is that. Subtle Big East rivalry uh, still running through our veins. And I think that's one thing we can definitely disagree on. But, yeah, I think, you know, before, uh, you know, we, we'll talk about kind of a little bit of the 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 trend of New York Red Bull Academy players going to Georgetown. But before that, I think, you know, I definitely enjoyed my time at St. John's. Uh, we had some good results against Georgetown in my time there. I'm not sure if they ever beat us. So that will be one thing. But I'm sure. You know, after he got there, they had some good results against St. John's. But, you know, I, I think I still have the upper hand. Uh, you know, being the older guy, I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to settle this one way or another one day. But, um, yeah, I, I like to throw a couple jabs his way every now and again about the, the Georgetown-St. John's rivalry. It's fun.
0: Maybe like a nice game of checkers. You guys can go off to the side. Nobody, nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets injured. There might be a bruised ego or two, but at least, you know, there's no there's no physical contact to it at all.
1: Yeah, I think we're gonna have uh my alumni role is gonna take on a whole new uh a whole new uh story when I when I maybe put together some alumni from St. John's and when Kyle's done playing, maybe we'll get some alumni from Georgetown and we'll really settle this.
0: Should be fun when we talk to Kyle Zients. It comes up just after this quick break with Connor Late on Matt Horman. Thanks for joining us here on Red Bulls Weekly. New York Red Bulls Weekly brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT, number one in the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at njit.edu. Well, good to be able to talk some New York Red Bull stuff on the USL side of things, New York Red Bull 2, and good to be able to do it with Kyle Zayat's who joins Connor Lade and I here on our Red Bull Weekly podcast. Uh, Kyle, thanks for hopping on. Probably still a little jet lagged, right? I mean, a long trip back from Sacramento, and really nobody's in that mindset of hopping on planes and taking those cross-country trips anymore. How was it?
2: It was good. Um, we didn't have the smoothest flight going there or coming back, but um, it was good to get back to the facility. We got in around midnight last night. So I'm sure most of the guys are probably still snoozing, but uh, happy to be here and happy to chat with you on this Monday.
0: You know, Kyle, it, it, it's obviously for you, it's been an interesting 12 months on top of the last 18 months for everybody dealing with uh, the situation in the in the pandemic and COVID and everything that has thrown the world upside down. Um, before we talk about last year with the injury, take me right to – July 2nd it was a game that Connor and I called together um, that New York Red Bull 2 game at Montclair State that was your return back into the lineup crazy day that the couple of rain stoppages and probably for you thinking am I going to be able to play am I not going to be able to play um, finally getting the clearance to get back on the field but that moment for you probably very very special
2: yes it was um, I was actually lining up to get subbed in when the second lightning delay happened so that put me back another 30 minutes before I made my return, but um, the guys put together a little nice moment for me in the locker room, Manny Egbo, Huge respect to him, he's come in, been a great leader for us, and he put together a little touching special moment for me before I returned. So just having the belief from the guys, welcoming back, that definitely helped. And then when I got out there, I will say nothing really prepares you for your first couple minutes back on the field. I mean, Miami's a good team, a good attacking team, so when I got out there, everything was a little faster than I remember. But um, I was just happy to be out there just trying to enjoy the moment while also trying to uh, make sure I help the team and uh, not do anything too poor in the last 30 minutes of the game.
1: <laughs> no, you look good, buddy. And, you know, waited, what, a, a year, almost a year um, or a little over. Um, what's another, you know, 30 minutes of a of a delay? But uh, exactly. you, look, <laughs> you look good. You look good. I Take me through a little bit of that moment. I know, you know, a lot of nerves. I'm from speaking from personal experience as well. Coming back from a big injury, I know that you you're almost running on adrenaline a lot. And you talk about that you you know nothing prepares you to get back in those games. You know, you train so hard, you have so much recovery, but to actually be involved in that game, what was that like? Was it were you just running on adrenaline?
2: I think I was. I was definitely running on adrenaline, and it's kind of a tough balance. You're trying to enjoy the moment, but you're also realizing you're in a game. I think at the time it was 1-1, and so I was just doing my best to make an impact on the game. I mean, all your teammates, they're really pushing you through the last few days of recovery and really through the entire process. So when you get out there, you almost don't want to let them down. You want to enjoy your moment but you also want to help the team but with that being said I really enjoyed it and it's definitely a moment I'll remember for a a long time.
0: Kyle so many probably little twists and turns to your journey back you know now now let's go back a little bit and you think the injury last year right around the same time so you're out essentially for a year Um, the initial shock of the injury that took place the end of July, 2020, to then knowing that essentially your season is going to, you know, be over at that point, and then thinking about the process, the rehab, um, t- just from a mental standpoint, take me take me through how difficult maybe it was for you.
2: Yeah, it was t- because uh, the season, my second season, got off to a good start with preseason and all that, and then COVID happened, so that was kind of the first pause, and then I came back. Everyone was sharp after the brief hiatus or extended hiatus. And then the injury happens in the third game. So it was kind of two big setbacks and what is for a lot of USL players their most important year. And so throughout that process, you know, my family, my teammates, it was just working to stay positive, working towards, I guess you could say the light at the end of the t- tunnel, just believing that whenever you can come back, things will be better and just through a good support system and trying to make the most of it, going into the facility, going into rehab and just trying to have fun, not getting too down on yourself. I think that was important. And so it was tough, but I'm glad I'm finally towards the end of it.
0: Kyle, before, before you had had the injury last year, had you missed any significant time ever, like during your soccer career, even as a youth player through Georgetown where you had such a great career and and I know not necessarily the last couple of years with Red Bull before this one, but was there ever a time that you had to go through this before it took place last season?
2: No, this was my first major injury, like all throughout college. I didn't miss any games. My first season I stayed relatively healthy. So it was a brand new experience for me.
1: Kyle, you know, we speak about that 2020 season and obviously I think going into that year expectations were that there was going to be a little bit of first team movement down, but, John I handed you the captain's armband, you know, beginning of that year. And I know he put a lot of trust in you and obviously very well deserved because with your performances from the team, I mean, you've been around this team since really the beginning. I think you played in the, the first ever game of RB2 and, you know, as an academy player. So what did it mean to you to, you know, receive that armband from John and, you know, have have that sort of trust, you know, and, you know, being around this team, how much it's grown and be for you to be a part of it and take that leadership role?
2: Yeah, it meant a lot. I mean, I've been with the organization for a while, worked with John for a long time, so he's seen my growth, seen my development, and he knows who I am as a player and as a person, so for him to do that, that meant a lot. That meant I was going on the right path, doing a lot of the right things, and it's a, I took it as a big responsibility, because especially with the USL team, there's a lot of academy guys, a lot of younger guys, So I'm expected to both be a leader on the field and off the field. I have to set a good standard and make sure that I'm enacting all the Red Bull principles into those young players and creating a good environment for them and pushing the team forward.
1: I I mean, you talk about a young team, but I think, you know, you've been in those player shoes. But, you know, these 15-, 16-, 17-year-olds in the locker room, uh, you know, signing professional contracts – Have you taken a special interest in any of the young guys taking them under your wing or is it just more of a general, you know, just trying to steer them all in the right direction?
2: Um, I'm definitely close with a couple of them. I don't know if I'm supposed to name names or anything, but I'll definitely be sad that Matty Acosta and Joey Zlinski have played their last game and they're moving on to preseason with Rutgers. But I think it's just in general, I try to, you know, be a friendly face, be a helping hand and, reach out to any of them um specifically against daniel edelman i've become close over the past few years um just trying to mentor him because he plays the same position as me and i see a lot of potential in him so just trying to make sure he he knows how to continue his development
0: kyle interesting that you mentioned uh daniel edelman i remember back and if i'm thinking correctly and if not feel free to correct um, me and, and before actually we even go that direction, let's just say this, Connor and I, we always throw people under the bus. There there's, there's tons of naming names. We don't hold back here. So anytime you need to drop somebody, um, you know, okay. whether you're dropping them under the bus or you're trying to hold them up over the bus, there's no holding back here on Red Bulls weekly. Connor, that's, that's fair For to sure. say, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Don't worry. it won't get back to any of them. It's only going out on Spotify and, <laughs> you know, Apple podcast. It's 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 everywhere, but uh I'm sure they're listening, so don't be afraid to name names.
0: You know, so 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 Kyle, where I was gonna go with that was I remember back towards the beginning part of the season, was it you and Edelman that were matched up in some sort of like fashion, you know, showdown on, on Red Bulls to Twitter?
2: Yes, we were from the lifestyle photo shoots in preseason. I think Zach pitted us, pit us against each other for who had the best style. And I'm pretty sure I came out second on the poll.
1: Which is, it's a little bit surprising because, I mean, I don't know if they just didn't like, you know, I think I, I think that, I'll call that look, it was Georgetown chic. <laughs> and Daniel Edelman, I, he didn't have an iron. He didn't even iron his clothes, but he still won. how How bad did that hurt?
2: Um, I know. I feel like I tried a little bit harder than him and came up short, but I guess that's what the kids are into nowadays. So, I mean, I just,
1: it is what I it just, is. Pulled,
0: I just pulled it up, Connor, and he's got a sweatshirt on. He looks like I do right now.
1: I mean, I don't know, kids.
2: Sometimes less is more.
0: <laughs> Kyle Zayat's joining us here on our Red Bulls Weekly podcast with Connor Laid. I'm Matt Harmon. We've got uh, the uh, MLS broadcast coming up. Myself, Steve Jolly, on. Uh, Wednesday night at Red Bull Arena. It's an 8 o'clock start against FC Cincinnati, 7 p.m., our countdown to kickoff pregame show. Um, Kyle, in terms of the USL season a little bit, I know it's been, for you, the, the work back onto getting to the lineup. And now that you're here, the season obviously has been a little bit of an up and down, a little bit of a yo-yo. And you mentioned all the young players. I, th- I think of somebody like you at 24, you've essentially assumed a huge leadership role on this team where – you know, there's been really good years for New York Red Bull 2 with USL, and you've been part of those. If this year maybe is a little bit of, of a transition year, how difficult is it for for that for you, even knowing your job is to mentor some of the younger guys?
2: Yeah, I think at the end of the day, everyone wants to win. I mean, that's, that's the goal of the sport, and that's why a lot of people love sports. But at the end of the day, we have to remember that this is a development team, and... What we're trying to do is create players who can move on to the first team. So I think, as John reminds us, it's a lot about the performances and not so much about the results. But I think for a lot of us, that's kind of a tough idea to stomach. So we're still looking for that point in the season where we flip our season around and string together a couple of good results. Um, So I think we're getting there. We just got to put a couple last things together. And I think we can make a good run towards the end of the season, and hopefully push towards playoffs.
1: Yeah, Kyle, you you mentioned you know being close and you know to turning the corner, and I think you're absolutely right. You guys have been pretty much outside of a handful of games, it's one goal games all over the place, and just a couple little details, maybe a little bit of concentration, you know. Uh, and obviously, it's a young team, and you know there's going to be mistakes, and it's not going to be perfect, but you're also playing in arguably the toughest division in USL in the Atlantic division you look at the teams that are there in Tampa Bay and Hartford and uh, you know you could go, uh, Pittsburgh you go go down the list and it's an extremely hard division but how important is it to be playing these types of games especially for for young players getting this type of experience
2: for sure it is a tough division a lot of good physical experience teams and I think the only way to get better is to play against the best competition. So it's it's a good situation for us. It's going to challenge us, and hopefully at the end we come out stronger. And at the end of the day, that's really all we can ask for. So I think everyone's kind of embraced the challenge. No one shied away from the physicality. And I think a lot of the players have learned a lot from this season. And hopefully we can take the first half of the season and use that experience to have a strong second half.
0: Kyle, we've had um... – John on Coach Walenick, uh, uh, you know, we've talked to him obviously a couple of times, had him on the podcast earlier this season. Connor talks to him weekly because of the Red Bull 2 game. I get an opportunity to catch up with him when I can as well. Um, Seems like just a perfect fit to be a mentor for younger players that are making that transition, even even on a side where, you know, uh, on some days I'm sure he doesn't even know exactly who he's going to have before kickoff players coming in players coming out you mentioned some of the academy players some of the players from college that were here and then gone it's a difficult situation to navigate but he has done such a good job talk if you can just about your relationship with him um over the course of the last couple of years from you being someone who was in college to now at the professional rank and even during the course of the last 12 months knowing um that you were rehabbing and coming back and then ultimately re-signed before the start of the 21 season?
2: Yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about John. I think when I was younger, he was a good mentor to me. He always made me feel like I belonged there, was saying the right things to me, made me feel comfortable, made me feel confident in myself. And now as I've grown up, now as I'm in an older, an older player on the team, he's still instills a lot of those good things in me. And I think he is a great person to lead Rebel to. He has a lot of good life lessons. He's a bit He gives us the ability to adapt to the situation because with the USL team, there's not a lot of consistency. There's a lot of roster turnover, not just season to season, but week to week. And he's always framed those things as challenges that we need to overcome. And I think... One of the most important things he says is he doesn't really look at people when they're in good situations. He's more focused on the team that's losing because he wants to see who can turn the situation around, who can make a bad situation into a good one. And I think that's one of the most important lessons that he's instilled in me and the rest of the team. And so I just continue. I look forward to continuing the relationship with him for the rest of the season. And I'll always be thankful for what he's done for me.
1: I think yeah, he, you can tell he's put a lot of trust in you, and I think that's very well deserved, Kyle. Want to switch uh, switch gears a little bit here with you, and uh, you know, you were part of uh, really, I guess it's a golden generation of Y Academy graduates who moved on to Georgetown University. And you know, for me as St. John's guy, I loved uh, putting some beatdowns on Georgetown. But I know you guys had many good years and had some very talented teams. But I wanna know if you had to put together a three-aside team of Red Bull Academy players that came that went to Georgetown, who would be in your three? And we're naming names. You talked about naming Oh names. I know, I know. Names now.
2: Um I would take Alex Mule. And who would be my third? I'm trying to remember who everyone who went through the system.
1: You got Brandon Allen, Arun. Uh,
2: Lemma. Well, uh, uh, I would go with Alex Miel and Arun.
1: Okay.
2: All right. Interesting. We,
0: Connor, you'll have to set that up. I mean, clearly there could be some sort of you know configuration of you know maybe you're the maybe you're the St. John's referee guy with all these
1: Georgetown guys. I'm going to assemble a roster and St. John's guys, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to see who comes out on top.
0: Kyle, it, it is interesting when you think of it, what Connor just brought up, the connection between the Red Bull system and Georgetown, you being among those. Everybody's path is different. For you, going through the Red Bull Academy and then deciding to go to college instead of maybe turning pro or having other opportunities, how important was it for you to spend those years at Georgetown?
2: Uh, I, I love those years at Georgetown. they always – have a special place in my heart, but I think it it was good for me to go to school. Not only did I continue to develop my soccer career, but I matured, picked up a lot of social skills, you make some great friends, friends that you'll have for your rest of your life. And college is more than just, you know, school and, and soccer. There's the other third element that I think is important for a lot of young kids and I well, I really loved it there. It's a place that I always have, I'll always want to go back to and um, I'll always be thankful for the coaches there for how they helped me progress academically and um, athletically.
0: Kyle, one more for me and then Connor you can you can finish with one uh, as well when you when you think of the future for Kyle Zietz, how do you envision it at 24 years old? You're now back from injury. You've had a couple of years as a professional at the USL level. Where, where's the next step for you as, as you see it going forward?
2: It's a good question. I don't know if I necessarily have that fully figured out. Obviously I'd love to progress in my soccer career, but there's also other things off the field that I'm pretty passionate about and wouldn't mind getting into. So I really don't know where my life is going to be or what it will look like in the next three years, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm just excited to figuring out what those next chapters of my life will be. And, um, yeah.
1: We're all excited as well. Uh, Kyle, before we let you go, I'm going to run you through a couple of rapid fires, all right? Okay. All right. Who's the biggest clown in the locker room? Omar So. Okay. Best dressed in the locker room. Now here's where we right the wrongs, and you can say yourself.
2: Best dressed. Um, I actually will give it to Edelman. I think he puts the most time and effort into picking out what he wears to practice. Most people just throw on athletic shorts and a T-shirt, but he seems like he has his outfits picked out for the week.
1: And and he's found an iron?
2: Yes, or at least his mom has. (laughs) (laughs) Love
1: it. Who's got the worst taste of music in the locker room?
2: I might have to go with Omar again.
1: Oh, Omar, very popular. You're going down a dark alley. Which teammate are you bringing with you?
2: Jake LaCava.
1: Mr. Chaos. I love it. Uh, You're stranded on a desert island. What three things are you taking and one teammate?
2: Um, do I have cell service
1: or no I mean it's a desert island it's up to you you, you got you can take a cell but you're risking having service I doubt it uh,
2: I'll take Joey with me
1: Joey Zelensky
2: but uh what would I bring Probably utility knife smart uh, It's never something I've had to think about. Utility knife, some sort of water filtration bottle, and clothes.
1: That's that's very good, man. I've I've talked uh, to a lot of the first team guys this question, and a lot of guys bring cell phones. A lot of guys bring some their Xbox or something, and <laughs> I'm glad to see we've got some sensible guys in the club. So congratulations there. Georgetown
0: <laughs> education at its best without question. I
1: mean, that's it. That's it. And, and I, could see, I, could see I, hamsters,
0: I could see the hamsters. I could see the hamster spinning. It was, you were really thinking about this Kyle. This, this was a no joke question for you.
2: No joke. Only three things. They all got to make sense.
1: That's it. That's it. I mean, this is what we think about At least at St. John's. I mean, I know you Georgetown guys hit the books hard, but we're going for what we're stranded on desert islands with.
2: What did you pick? <laughs> did you never have this question
1: i've never had to do it and i don't know if we have time and i didn't think about it so i'm not going to answer it because this is our podcast (laughs) but next time i see you i'll have the answer for you um and what's your favorite hobby off the pitch i know you're a little bit of a golfer i know you got some hobbies what what's the favorite one definitely golf okay i
0: love it kyle i i I think on behalf of connor who's been able to uh, see you a couple times. I was really excited to be there on July 2nd to see you back on the field. I know you got your first start on July 10th. Um, wish you nothing but success. Continue to work your way back. I'm sure you're not exactly where you want to be at this point because the, that road is a lot longer. But it is so good to have you back on the field uh, for New York Red Bull 2. We appreciate you hopping on here today, giving us some time and wish you nothing but success for the remaining part of this 2021 season.
2: Yeah, thanks for the kind words, guys. Have a great day.
0: That is Kyle Zietz, who joins us here on Red Bull Weekly. Zach, great job putting this one together. Connor Laid, I'm Matt Harmon. A reminder, Steve Jolly and I have the radio call coming up for you later on tonight from Red Bull Arena on the MLS side. New York getting set to host FC Cincinnati. We start at 7 o'clock with Countdown to Kickoff. Kickoff set for uh, 8 o'clock. As always, we're brought to you here on Red Bulls Weekly by our good friends at NJIT. Appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.